In this episode, I walk through an issue tree analyzing why key projects fail and how to recover a failing project. Welcome back, folks, to the Digital Quarterback Audio Series. This is your host, Tanvir, head of technology and a former college football champion. With each episode, my mission is to help businesses and young leaders win in the tech world by going deep on leadership, culture, execution, and grit. Thank you for listening and let's get started. In this episode, I break down four reasons why most projects fail. Number one, success criteria is not defined. Number two, risks are not identified. Number three, wrong people in the wrong roles. And number four, lack of management. And for each, I go through tangible ways to foolproof your projects and how to actually save a project from a nosedive. You can also find the full video analysis of this episode on tanvirbengu.com under Digital Quarterback Video Series. And guys, as you're listening and if something resonates, make sure to please share this with a friend or a colleague, or if you relate, share this on your Instagram stories and tag me at tanvir.bangu or comment on my LinkedIn or Instagram posts with your review. And remember to visit my website, tanvirbangu.com, for a ton of free content and exercises. All right, team, let's jump right into breaking down how to successfully deliver projects with spectacular results. Welcome back to this week's episode of Digital Quarterback Series. We're going to be discussing why projects fail and what you can do to number one, stop it from failing next time. And if your project is failing, how do you recover a failing project? I'm gonna start off this video with a personal story about a time when I had a project that I was really passionate about was one of my biggest projects earlier in my career but it didn't go as planned so I had this project given to me it was a huge project it was something that was a cross-functional uh, initiative with a lot of people a lot of eyes on it uh, so a lot of pressure and you know at first uh, it, I was excited it was uh, things were going as planned uh, but three to four weeks into the project things started to fall off the rails. First, my team that I was managing started getting unmotivated. I started missing timelines. No matter what I did, things just seemed to be getting worse. So, I mean, you talk about running over cost. You talk about going into providing a leadership update and things going drastically horribly wrong. Um, you know, no matter what I tried, it was just bad. Because of that experience that I had, I've actually learned quite a bit on what not to do uh, in terms of projects and I actually took learnings from that initiative and applied them to later in my career and I saw drastically different results. So when I look back, the number one reason why that project failed was because I did not set it up the right way. What I mean by that is I did not spend enough time understanding what was my success criteria what was success going to look like? Who were the main players? What did people care about? Who was on my team? What were the strengths? What were the weaknesses? What were the external factors that were at play? I didn't look at any of those things. I just started excited about the project. I just started executing on it, thinking I can handle it, but that's when disaster occurs. 
So that brings me to the next point. Why do projects fail? There are four main reasons why projects fail. Number one, we don't know what success looks like. So if you're going to be running a huge project and you do not define what success looks like, you cannot deliver on the project because you have no idea what you need to be delivering on. If you can't measure, if you don't know what success looks like, you're going to be doing different things, you're going to be managing a project in a certain way with the hopes of it getting to some sort of outcome which you don't really know what the outcome is. So number one, most of the times we do not know what success looks like, we do not define what that looks like. Number two, we don't identify potential risks and they get blindsided when we're well into the project. So we are so eager as humans to just start doing things, to start executing, that we don't take our time to identify potential risks. So not taking your time and looking at, you know, what kinds of external factors are there that might influence our projects or things that we haven't considered before are all reasons why a projects fail in the future, especially when we don't expect things to hit us, which is what I mean by getting blindsided. Number three is having the wrong team as part of your project squad. So not understanding the requirements of the tasks, not understanding the skill set needed, and then aligning those requirements to the team that you have is a huge reason why projects fail. A lot of times we have people that are part of the project just because maybe of their roles uh, or because somebody in your team and not doing a deep dive on exactly who you need, the skill set you need to help you execute the project successfully is a huge reason why projects fail. And lastly, number four, because we do a poor job of managing projects, not executing them well enough. So not having the right oversight, the right cadence, the right governance around making sure that your project is actually on track. You know, it's as simple as having the right tools, the right tracking. Uh, and if we miss those things, we have no way to actually track or measure success along the way. So number four is not having the right execution methodologies associated with your project. So how do you set up your project the right way so we can avoid these four pitfalls? So going back to number one, you need to identify what success looks like up front. If you get a project that is thrown at you and you're asked to do something, you need to take a step back and you need to ask your leadership or your sponsor what exactly are they looking for as part of success for this project. You need to dig deep, you need to probe them hard on exactly what success metrics look like. And if you can get quantitatively as close as possible to the success metrics, that's gonna make your life much easier because now you have a tangible goal to strive for. So if it's something that you need to deliver, is it a, is it a, a slide deck? Is it a presentation? Is it a new digital product? Is it a change management project? Whatever it may be, identify what your success looks like up front. Number two, doing an external scan to identify risks up front so you don't get blindsided. So this means looking at what kinds of factors that you cannot control are possibly at play here. Is it about the budgets that you're allocated? Uh, who is who else has an interest in your project? Is there any, are there any other competitive forces out there that might be shifting the dynamics as you're launching 
your let's say mobile app for example uh, who is the sponsor of the project what are their tendencies do they have the right resources to allocate to you as part of your project so looking at an external comprehensive analysis will help you identify any blind spots in the future number three analyze the team that you have today and align it to the requirements of your project team so the way you do this is you understand who in your team today can play the role of the team that you need to help you move forward so for example if you're looking to launch a digital product it's simply as understanding what are the different requirements needed to make it happen successfully so for example you're going to need a development team you're going to need a scrum master you're also going to need somebody in the business to act as your bridge between your team and the business so for example somebody that can play the role of a business analyst uh, if you are a traditional business for example that has let's say a business uh, a physical location you might want to have somebody from the operational team to help you with that bridging as well so understanding what are the different teams needed what are the different roles needed to help you make this a success and then getting the right people on your team to help you is going to help you not fail in the future and number four setting up your project right in terms of the cadence and the oversight from the get-go so identifying the right stakeholders the right cadence how often will you be meeting how will you track risks who is going to be accountable for any types of issues or, or risks that come up and aligning on the management methodology with your sponsor with your leadership team is it all going to help you manage this better even if things go south you have a much easier way of handling things versus if you do not look at these things up front now if your project is doing a nosedive for whatever reason you need to be able to fix it and recover from the damages the number one thing you should do at this point is identify the root cause of the nosedive what I mean by that is understand is it that you're over time is it that you're over budget is it that your scope that you're delivering on is being missed what is the reason why you're failing and then digging deeply into levels beneath that to identify the root cause so for example if you realize that the work you're delivering on is not meeting expectations ask yourself why you need to keep digging deeper until you understand the root causes so for example if it's a matter of not delivering on the right expectations why is that is it because you have the wrong people in your team is it because you're working on the wrong things now if it is that you're working on the wrong things why is that is it because you're not clear on your objective or is it because you're getting too many things thrown at you from other people in the business and if it is that you are getting a lot of things thrown at you from other people why is that and that might be because number one there's a lot of work that's happening which means that there's not enough alignment across departments so you see what I'm saying so you keep going into the why's behind the root cause to identify that one root issue that you can then identify and fix that should hopefully help you stabilize your project so number two once you identify the root cause you need to fix it how do you do that the first thing you need to do is set up a meeting with the person that is the closest and has the most accountability for this project in addition to yourself so for example if it's your vice president that is accountable or and has sponsored this project for you the first thing that you need to do after you've done your analysis is 
set up a meeting and let's say his name is Bob, you say, hey Bob, I have a problem and here's what I believe the root cause is and here's how I recommend we fix it and then go work on a plan on identifying those issues. Do not go to your sponsor, do not go to Bob saying, I don't know what's happening. Do the homework, understand what is it that you think the root cause is and then provide a recommendation. And lastly, once you've identified the root cause and you have a plan forward with your leadership team on how do you manage the issue here, you need to realign on expectations. This means resetting the expectations on what success looks like, getting the right team. Even if it's halfway through the project, in order to mitigate any future losses, get the right team under you. Identify what success looks like. And also looking at what kinds of budgets you might need or what kind of new timelines you might want to negotiate so that you're on track to make the best of the time remaining for this project. If you don't align expectations, regardless of the root cause analysis you've done, regardless of trying and doing your best, you're still going to be measured against old expectations. Leadership teams expecting you to finish a project in six weeks and you realized after your root cause analysis that it's gonna take you 10 more weeks and if you don't realign your expectations, the leadership team is still gonna expect you to deliver within six weeks. So you need to go back and have that conversation on realigning expectations so you can put yourself in the best place forward for success. So to recap why projects fail, there are four major reasons. We don't identify success properly. We don't look at potential risks. We don't have the right teams and we don't manage them properly. And we also discussed how you can set up your project successfully from the start by mitigating these four factors. And if you are in a nosedive, how do you identify the root cause and then realign expectations to make sure you can make the most of the time remaining. I hope you found this valuable. Thank you so much for tuning in. Till next time, take care. Thanks team for listening. Please remember to leave a review, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up for a ton of free content, exercises, coaching, and frameworks at tangerbango.com.